the world that we live in right now is in many ways stunting your growth and your development as a man. It is no wonder that when we look around, there's lots and lots of immature men. There's lots of women complaining about man children and they're mostly right. It's because really we have lots and lots of people, lots and lots of guys who are stuck in boyhood. We don't have a way to enable and cultivate boys becoming men in kind of a deliberate way. What I'm talking about today is one of those things that the world that we live in, the things that are normal to us, are keeping you stuck in your development in this specific way. And it has to do with depth of connection. So I'm talking about human connection, social connection, both in a platonic sense. So that is friendships, professional connections, people you work with, people you do stuff with, as well as romantic and sexual connection. So your development is being stunted and there's a good chance that you don't even know what you're missing out on. And this was certainly my story. I had no idea what I was missing out on until I started discovering this for myself. And that's why I'm sharing it right here with you because I wish someone had told me about this earlier on. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Quit by Healing podcast, where we talk about men's self-development and men's mental health. And what I'm talking about today, so I've talked a lot about porn addiction and overcoming porn addiction. And what we're talking about today is related to that, but it is part of the bigger picture because really this is about more than just overcoming porn addiction. Like I said, this is about human connection and cultivating depth in connection. Let me paint a picture for you to, to help you understand what I'm talking about here. We can think of the way to connect with people and the way you interact with people as roughly categorizing into two categories, shallow and deep. And let me say right away, I don't mean that as a judgment, like shallow connection is not always bad. So what do I mean by shallow connection? It's the kind of thing like this is what we often pursue, variety and adventure in how you connect with people. So for example, you travel to a new city and it's exciting and you get to know new people there. You go to a conference and you connect with cool people. Maybe you even have like this situation that is, is super cool where you're connecting with people that you've always wanted to be connected to that like you, you're joining a tribe that you've always wanted to be a part of. So. For me, this was when I started traveling. I'd been a solopreneur, right? I've been working on my own business by myself for a long time. I started traveling and I started meeting other people like me and I started hanging out with these other entrepreneurs. And some of them were way ahead of me in the game, right? They'd built successful businesses already and I was still at the beginning. And it was so cool to have these people around and to connect with these people that I'd only seen from the distance. And I, I wanted to be one of them, right? I wanted to be like these other successful entrepreneurs. And that's super cool. That's like an adventure. It's almost also something like you, you want to brag about it. It's like, look at me hanging out with all these cool people. And, and you know, and you get invited to a party and you meet even more cool people. You do cool stuff. You go to the festival, you go to this and that and the other, and you have like these social adventures. And this is what I would call shallow connection. This is fine. I mean, this is a lot of fun to do, right? There's a lot of fun to do. You get to meet new people. You connect with new people. You hang out with people you admire. This is all very, very cool. But if that's all you have, then you will probably find that even if you have a lot of this kind of adventurous connection and travel and meeting new people and so on, you probably find that you still feel kind of lonely. So it seems that it leaves you unfulfilled in some way. And the mistake to make is to think that, well, what I need is even more, even more variety, even more parties, even more new people, even wilder experiences. That's somehow the solution 
to this kind of emptiness I feel inside, to the loneliness I feel. When really that's simply in the nature of shallow connection is that it's fun and entertaining can be a good way to pass the time, but there's something missing. There's something that you deeply crave that you don't get from that type of connection and that you only get from deep connection. And here's what I mean by deep connection. Deep connection usually happens in a one-on-one setting. It's also possible for it to happen in groups, but that's rarer. So let's take the example of a one-on-one deep connection. It's the kind of thing where you get engrossed in an hours-long conversation with someone and you're just like, you lose track of time because you're just like so into that conversation. Your interests are so aligned and you're like, it's it's a learning experience, a growth experience. So like, wow, this really changed my perspective, that kind of thing. Even more so when you get the experience of really connecting with another human being where it's like, you feel like this person really gets you and you feel like you really get them. And there is something about that connection that almost feels like kind of magical, really like, wow, I can't believe how, you know, here we are and we're like so similar, but so different and we so get each other. So there's like an intangible, it's like a, a part of that connection feels, it's hard to describe, but you know it when it happens. Deep connection is also the kind of thing that can only happen over long periods of time where you get to know someone over many years and you get to trust them and you end up in a place where you just like, you know you've got each other's back. You have such deep trust in each other. Another thing that can create really deep connection is the experience of being helped or supported or helping or supporting someone. So if you have that experience with a trusted friend, they reach out to you, like they're in some kind of a crisis, they have some problem and they're like, reaching out to you and you get to be there for them. You get to support them. Maybe you have some experience, some wisdom, some skill that you can use to help them out in this situation. And you you can really feel this made a real difference. I made a real difference to someone here and vice versa. It might be the other way around. It might be that you really need some help and you reach out to a trusted friend and they're there for you and they get you. They've got your back. They help you out. They help you get unstuck and you look back at that and go, wow, this really changed my life. I'm so glad I reached out because this really made a difference. These are examples of deep connection and these would be deep platonic social connections. And this is very nourishing and does not come with that feeling of emptiness and loneliness I was talking about before. Even though, like I said, I, I don't mean to judge this and say, oh, shallow connection is, you know, is pointless, uh, it's bad, or you shouldn't do it. No, it's fun, but there's something to deep connection that you just don't get from shallow connections. And the difference is so big that if you have experienced both, and you were given a choice, right? If basically you had to make a choice, you have to give up on one of these for the rest of your life. In other words, you either continue to have deep connections in your life, but you have no more of the shallow, adventurous, party-going type connections, or the other way around. Everybody who's experienced both would immediately give up on the shallow connections forever in order to maintain the deep connections, right? There's such an important difference in quality between the two. But of course, this choice is not one we actually have to make and a good life contains both. The real problem that I'm seeing is, and that I also had in my life for quite a long time, is that we have lots and lots of shallow connection 
and very little deep connection. And it's almost like the, the world we live in is set up for us to have shallow connections. That's always what we end up chasing. That's also, you know, what we brag about on social media and stuff. So it's like, that's what we see. That's the example we see. And, and lots of stuff in our world is set up for that kind of thing. Bars, parties, festivals, conferences, just so many ways in which also it's almost a consumer good, right? You can almost consume, you can buy that kind of thing. But the deep connections are something you, it's almost like a secret. You have to either be lucky and maybe you grew up in a family or a community where deep connections were being cultivated and you were taught how to do this. Or this was the case for me is like, nobody taught me how to do this. I had no idea. And I kind of had to discover it for myself. Now, there's a parallel here between what I just described about platonic social connections and romantic and sexual connections. So when it comes to your love life, your dating life and your sexual experiences, we can also make the same categorization and say, okay, there's on the one hand, there's the shallow type of experience. And then on the other hand, there's the deep type of of experience. And you can probably already imagine how this works. So the shallow kind of experience is, again, it's like variety and adventure. And for men especially, it's often the desire to have sex with lots of different women. You want to have and you want to experience different kinds of women. Or you want to have threesomes. You, you want to have an exciting stuff, right? Toys, lingerie, whatever. However far you want to take that. Maybe you even go to like a sex party, a BDSM party, whatever. You can have this kind of adventurous sex life full of variety. And just like before, there's nothing wrong with that. There's a there's a healthy and good way to do that. It can be cool to experience this stuff. But if that's all you have, it will probably f- leave you feeling empty. Like somehow you're you're even though you're having sex with all these people and it's all it looks so good from the outside, somehow it feels like something's missing. And what's missing is a deeper connection. And in fact, if you have a really deep connection with a romantic partner and then you have sex with them, you can have this experience of Again, it's basically indescribable how different that feels. And it nourishes you in a completely different way. Now, in a in a relationship, if you have a deep connection with a romantic partner, you will probably also end up having both kinds of sex. Like sometimes you have the kind of sex, the kind of lovemaking kind of sex where you're melting into each other and it's just unbelievable. Again, I can't really put words to this, but it's just you feel so connected to that other human being and you don't have to do anything. You don't need fireworks and costumes to make that good sex, right? Like just being there with them is amazing. And probably you will also sometimes have the other kind of sex where it's variety and toys and adventures and trying new things because that's also fun. So again, there's not a, this is not a value judgment of saying uh, the shallow type is bad. The problem is that most of us have no idea what we're missing out on because it's become the norm for young people to get exposed to everything sexual through pornography. And essentially, a lot of people walking around like everything they quote unquote know about sex comes from porn and all your expectations about sex come from porn and by being a porn consumer you are training yourself in an extreme way to seek this variety and adventure and the shallow type of sex that's really what porn does is it stimulates you and trains you to seek stimulation with more variety a more extreme form of the thing you got off to last time right a more specific niche fetish thing. That's what you end up needing because that's just in the nature of addiction. I've talked about this in many other contexts. There's a desensitization as you keep overstimulating yourself and then escalation. That's just what happens. And then what can happen is as a porn user, your actual sex life, your sex with real people also 
becomes like that because it's the only thing you know. You basically seek that variety and stimulation and adventure. You seek more of the shallow connection because you basically barely know about the deep connection or even you don't know about it at all. This is one of those things where it's easy to be blind to this because if what you know about the world comes from media consumption. What you know about sex comes from pornography. What you know about life and connecting with humans comes from social media. It's just there's just this huge area that you're not even aware of because this stuff just isn't the kind of stuff that you can easily like take a picture of and post on social media and get likes for. It's always the shallow stuff. The shallow stuff is what you can take a picture of. The variety, the look at me being at this cool party, look at me meeting new people, look at me meeting people who are famous or whatever, right? That's the kind of stuff that you can take a picture of and that you will get validation for, that will get clout for on social media. So that's what you end up seeing everywhere. And with porn, it's the same thing, right? Every person who creates porn, every OnlyFans model and whatnot is just going, okay, more variety, more a combination of these fetishes, more different things. That's how they try to get everyone's attention. So that's what you end up seeing all the time. Because of all this, we end up with lots of people who don't even know what they're missing and who are not able to cultivate deeper connections, who are not able to create that deep connection with other people and who are not able to create that deep connection in a sexual and romantic context either. And this is where it comes back to what I said in the beginning. This is one of the things you're, you're supposed to learn when you become a man, right? You're supposed to be able to cultivate depth. Now, having said all that, one thing I wanted to do here is point at this blind spot and hopefully help you see something that you didn't see before. But you're probably thinking, okay, that sounds good, but how do I do this? In both cases, it requires the same thing because if you want that deep, amazing transcendental sexual experience, what you need primarily is first a deep person-to-person -person connection with the person you're having sex with, which is almost always going to be in the context of a romantic relationship. This is not a one-night stand kind of thing. So if you learn how to create and cultivate deep connections with other people, that's two birds and one stone. That gives you the deep connection in the platonic as well as in the romantic and sexual context. So let's talk about how to do that. Let me give you the three most powerful tools for creating deep connections. The first is listening. The second is vulnerability. And the third is authenticity. So when you communicate with someone, one of the most powerful things you can do is focus on listening. More specifically, focus on making sure that the other person feels heard and seen and understood. And right away, if you do this, this puts you in a totally different league from almost everyone else. Because most people, when they're communicating with someone, they're basically waiting their turn, right? They're waiting their turn to speak. And maybe as the other person's speaking, I'm thinking, oh, what, what am I going to say next, essentially? So I'm barely paying attention. Also, what we tend to do is we tend to jump to our defense. So someone says something I disagree with, and I immediately launch into disagreeing, right? Or someone says something that I feel, I don't know, somehow offended by or, or whatever, and immediately I launch into my defense. Maybe I even interrupt them. I simply assume that I already know what you mean and then I tell you why you're wrong. And when this happens to you, you can pay attention to that, right? If someone does that to you, you, your response is almost never, oh yeah, you're right. Your response is, no, you don't get it, right? 
this is essentially what we're doing. What I'm suggesting you do here is you do the opposite, is you really spend time just paying attention to what is this other person saying. And before you start explaining things, before you start giving your opinion, before you start explaining why they're wrong or anything like that, you first make sure that you actually understood them. And you can literally do that. So someone tells you something and you and you go, okay, did I get this right? Here's what I heard you say, basically, right? I What I understood is that you mean X, Y, and Z, right? Or what I understood is, or it sounds to me like you feel like this because that happened. And you might think, oh, Wait, am I just repeating what they said? And in a way, yeah, you are. Because what often happens is you think, I totally get it. I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But then you reflect it back to them. It's like, okay, it sounds like you're frustrated because this happened. And then what will they say? They'll say, well, you know, it's not really, it's not that I'm frustrated. What really happened is, and they'll tell you stuff they didn't tell you before. Sometimes it's also that you you just didn't understand. Sometimes they correct your understanding, but often when you just reflect back, here's what I hear you say to someone, they will then be like, well, okay, there's something else going on as well, okay? And this gives them the feeling of, I'm really being listened to, I matter, I'm being understood. This will make you the most loved person in your social circle very quickly if you start doing this with people, okay? People are so, so hungry to be heard and understood and seen, and it's so rare. If you start doing this, people will basically get addicted to talking to you. Plus, you will get to know people a lot better. That brings us to tool number two, which is vulnerability. When you give people this experience of really listening to them and paying attention to them and making sure they feel seen and understood. They will start revealing themselves a bit more to you, but they might also be in conflict where they go, okay, on the one hand, I really want to talk to you because you really get me. But on the other hand, I'm not sure how much of myself I can reveal. The way you invite someone else to reveal themselves to you is by revealing yourself to them, by sharing something from yourself that is vulnerable. And vulnerable basically means like, you hesitate to share it. So when you're about to share something vulnerable, you'll always feel that that resistance. This can be anything from like sharing how you feel, even saying something like, what you just said kind of hurt my feelings, or I noticed I'm taking this kind of personally or something like that. You probably rather keep that to yourself, but also just sharing your personal struggles, right? Sharing that you are having difficulties with something, sharing that there's a problem in your life you can't figure out, that kind of thing. It feels vulnerable to share that. But when you take the step to reveal yourself in a vulnerable way, you invite other people to reveal themselves too. And this is something that creates that deeper connection where you can end up feeling like, yes, we really know each other. We don't know the, we don't just know the like the public masks we each wear. We actually know each other. We actually know what's underneath. Vulnerability, sharing with vulnerability is necessary for the third tool to be possible, which is authenticity. Authenticity is just like, be honest about what's going on. Drop the agenda. Right? Drop the the game you're playing where, unfortunately, often when we're communicating with other people, there's hidden agendas. It's like, I want something from you. And it could be as simple as I want you to like me. And there might be other agendas, like I want you to do me a favor. And therefore, you know, I'm trying to massage the conversation in a certain direction so that you will then be predisposed to say yes to me when I'm asking a favor and stuff like that, right? All of this is inauthentic. All of this means that instead of authentically expressing what's going on for you, you're running it through the filter of what, you know, how does what I'm going to say next affect the things I want from you and the outcome I'm trying to aim at. Of course, that disconnects you 
because it means that instead of directly communicating with someone, you are running stuff, you're like running a background program of how do I get what I want? And you're running stuff through a filter. Authenticity is about dropping all of that and expressing yourself as you are in this moment. And like I said, this is only possible if you also are willing to be vulnerable because sometimes you know, what's happening in the moment is something that's not that easy to share and you have to overcome that. But these are the three things. If you cultivate these three things, and it's in this order, right? The, the listening, the vulnerability, and the authenticity, that is how you craft incredibly deep connections with people. And then when you craft a connection like that with a romantic partner, that is how you get the incredibly deep and intense sexual experiences as well, which is the kind of stuff. So the experiences you're getting here, the depth of experiences you're getting here is exactly the kind of stuff that the overconsumption of social media and the consumption of porn keeps us away from. It's like these things, the habits that creates, the expectations that creates drags us away from the ability to connect deeply and keeps us stuck in an immature mode. As you will notice when you try this out, this is not the easiest thing to do. It takes practice and especially the vulnerability and authenticity thing is tricky. You are essentially taking more risks in a way by communicating with people in, a, in this kind of authentic and vulnerable way. Deeper connections can be kind of scary. It can be a little scary to have someone see you so clearly and to get to know someone so clearly and to care so deeply about another person. Of course, it's much more comfortable, much easier to keep everything shallow. And to this is, I think, also why a lot of our social activity is like facing away from each other, right? Instead of interacting with each other, it's like we're both facing at the same screen, watching the same movie or watching the same show or something like that. All of that is is well within everyone's comfort zone. And what we're doing here is like actually turning towards each other and crafting a, a deeper connection. That is outside of most people's comfort zone. And that's exactly the kind of thing like you, you have to level up. You have to be a mature man to do this. You have to take leadership to do this. You can't wait around for other people to do this for you. In most cases, the only way you will get this in your life is if you take the initiative, you take the first step, you lead people into deeper connection. And all of this, as you can probably tell, is masculine man stuff. So that's my little crash course on how to create deeper connections and how it relates to the maturing process that we're trying to go through by overcoming all of our addictions and by quitting the habit of living life in consumer mode. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. If you have questions about this, if you'd like to learn more about this, maybe see examples and see me do case studies and basically teach you more about this more mature way of communicating and forging deep connections, let me know. Let me know your questions by leaving a comment. You can also click the link in the description to this episode to leave a voice note. You can leave an anonymous voice note that I can play and answer in future episodes. If you enjoy the kind of content I make, it really helps if you just engage with the content. It really helps spread the word, you know, give it a like, give it a rating on the podcast app, leave a comment. All of these kinds of interactions are super helpful because it teaches the algorithm to show this content to more people. And my goal is really to just make a difference to as many people as possible. So your contribution is highly appreciated. So with that, thank you for listening and I'll see you next time.